Welcome, Hawk fans. Welcome to another episode of Hawk Talk. I am your host, Colin Cole, and we have another exciting show here for you. Um, I'm joined with my resident guest host, the uh, two-time All-Big Ten, the three-year starter at right tackle, Mr. David Porter. David, thank you for joining us for the show today. Hey, you know, it's it's always great to be here. Uh, We got a great game coming up to to talk about. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, as we know, the Hawks travel this weekend to, uh, what is that, uh, West Lafayette, Indiana, to go take on the Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, The Boilermakers have had a bit of a difficult season as well. They actually sit at a 4-4 and mark, just like the Hawks do. And um, they're led by quarterback Aiden O'Connell, who's passed for 2,270 yards, 15 touchdowns, but he's also thrown eight interceptions. So he is a gunslinger. He's a gunslinger. He actually leads the conference currently in, um, in passing yards. I'm sorry. doesn't lead it. He's second in the conference currently in passing yards with 2,270 yards. Like I just mentioned. Um, So he's going to be obviously one of the key factors to the game. As we all know, who are Hawk fans, Hawk guys, we, Lost a couple of guys to the transfer portal, one of which is Purdue's leading receiver, Mr. Charlie Jones, who was last year's Big Ten uh, returner of the year. Charlie took his talents over to West Lafayette to play for the Purdue Boilermakers, and he actually sits at 840 total yards currently with uh, 72 receptions. So he's had a career season, and let's not forget the nine touchdowns that 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 he's brought to the table for these for this Boilermaker attack this season. Tremendous athletes. Uh, he made the decision for himself to, to leave the University of Iowa, obviously, to pursue what he felt like was the best opportunity for himself. And um, it's hard to argue it because of the production that he's had this season. Uh, he and Aiden McConnell, I understand it are, Aiden O'Connell, excuse me, I understand it, uh, have played since uh, Little League and have had this connection for a number of years. So... Uh, he fit right in with that Purdue offense and uh, has done a tremendous job. Speaking of receivers, we'll just jump into them. Uh, they have Payne Durham, TJ Sheffield, Mershon Rice, Tyrone Tracy, as we all as Hawk fans know, who burst onto the Hawkeye scene a couple of years ago as a true freshman, contributing throughout his career as a Hawkeye. He also obviously, like we mentioned, over there with the Boilermakers. So, a tough receiving core um, led by Charlie Jones. Payne Durham is a huge target for, for the, uh, for the Boilermakers at tight end. He actually is um, six foot five out of Sewanee, Georgia. That young man I saw make some pretty good plays uh, in the film that I watched on those guys. So he's going to be a downfield threat. He's going to be a threat regardless of where he lines up. It's going to have to do all he can to take him away in the uh, passing game, as well as what he brings and contributes in the running game. Now, speaking of running game, David, uh, these Purdue Boilermakers have been historically a pass happy, pass first, pass again, pass then to pass some more type of offense. But they actually have a rusher in Devin McCoby, who has 103 carries for 561 yards and six touchdowns. Uh, Dylan Downing behind him has an additional 249 yards and four touchdowns. So those guys, let's not forget King Doru. He actually has an additional 90, it's just 97 yards, but he actually has three touchdowns that he's rushed for in this season. So they have three guys that are very capable, have done a tremendous job and uh, done a, gotten the ball in their hands and made plays. 
Let's not forget Tyrone Tracy. He was Mr. Do-Everything for the Hawks. He's brought those talents over to the Boilermakers. He's both catching and receiving, uh, both in the backfield and at the receiver's position. So tremendous core group of uh, playmakers on the outside for this Purdue Boilermaker offense. Aiden O'Connell has been tremendous throughout the season, second in the Big Ten only to C.J. Stroud of Ohio State in passing yards. So Hawkeyes got a huge task that they got to play against this upcoming weekend. And we know historically, I should say, we we should say uh, most recently have had a very hard time getting past this team, have not been able to uh, mount any Ws against this uh, Purdue Boilermaker team. So what, is, what do the Hawkeyes have to do? They're double-digit underdogs going into West Lafayette. David, what do the Hawks got to do to take away, take this W? It's the same thing we did against uh, Northwestern, right? We're looking at establishing the run and getting that going so that it'll open up the passing. And get that old line to be sticky on those uh, the pass rushers and actually give uh, Spencer a, a pocket. Um, he has the tools to actually pass the ball and get it going. Uh, we definitely um, need to get our offense going because, as you have been talking about, uh, Purdue's offense is actually pretty potent. All right, Charlie Jones, I believe you, we were talking about this earlier, he's the leading receiver in the Big Ten. Uh, right mm-hmm. um, so uh, these guys know what they're doing the qu- the quarterback and Charlie both played in high school now they're playing in college that connection seems to be uh, authentic and uh, it seems to be very potent uh, the, I know the coaches at Purdue are quite happy that they got him over there so um, Aiden O'Connell that guy there he can light it up um, I, I saw him play a couple times I watched some of the film uh, Wisconsin uh, I know he struggled there quite a bit. He threw, I think it was like two or three interceptions in that game. And that, that was probably his worst, worst outing yet, but that is also the last game that they played before the bye week. So uh, we do need to like really jump on these guys. Hopefully they're a little rusty, but if we get our offense to start fast, like they did against uh, Northwestern and we get our defense to play stout like they did before, then we can really start to see this thing start to unfold. And I know we're all talking because we saw um, glimmers of hope in that last uh, last outing we had against Northwestern. Say, hey, this is great. This is what we want to see. Uh, we want to see that continue, right? Continue that fast start. Get that offense out there. Hey, I don't know if we score on our first possession with a field goal or a touchdown, but we just need to know we're going to score, right? Uh, get that going. Get our defense out there. Get it all to three and out, and then get it back to our offense. And, you know, give us a short field if we can do that. That's what we definitely want to do. So get going fast. That's going to be a key and getting the running game going and the whole line. That's how it goes on offense. So as, as it has been pretty much this whole season, the defense is going to do what they're going to do. We're going to need our offense to step up and um, really start to, you know, I'll call it, yeah, pull their weight. Hmm. Okay. Well, this is an opportunity. Every every yeah. Saturday is an opportunity. This is the next opponent four left in the in the season, and uh, four to get two. They need two to get bowl eligible. So this is the opportunity. Let's flip it over to Purdue's defense. They're led by they're led in tackles by safety Sinose Kane, and second by Cam Allen. The third tackler on their team is um, Jalen Graham. He's a linebacker. Uh, those young men in the secondary are their leading tacklers, which means to me, David, that. Um, a lot of runs and a lot of plays get to their get into their secondary for your secondary for your two safeties to be your leading tacklers and not your linebackers. 
That means that the ball is getting to the back end rather quickly. And it actually happened. I watched it happen in Penn State. Wisconsin kind of had their number. So defense has been kind of porous throughout the season. Um, We know the Hawk offense. We don't have to too too much into the statistics and all that good stuff. Uh, This Hawkeye offense has uh, had a tremendous outing against the Northwestern Wildcats. Uh, You talked about what they need to do to get better. Against this Purdue Boilermakers uh, defense, what kind of stuff do you anticipate um, Brian Ferentz going back to the drawing board to create with matchups, or I should say, with opportunities for this offense to score? Where did what does it come from, and how do they keep the ball rolling from the momentum they had against Northwestern? Uh, like it's going to be starting with the run, you know, and like you said, the secondary for Purdue, uh, they're they're. Their secondary is really their their leading receivers, and that does not bode well for any defense. It really doesn't. You you really you want your middle your linebackers, your front seven being your lead tacklers. Uh, like we saw them with uh, the uh, well, you said the Penn State. I saw them with, with, with the Wisconsin game. Uh, they were breaking runs out there, popping through the holes, and I could see where they were getting out there. If Iowa can do the same thing, um, they'll have similar um, results. I this defense has the um, does have a propensity to give up the a, a big run and a big pass. So it just becomes does our offense, our offensive line in particular, uh, protect our running our quarterback in the pass and create holes in the run game, just get some movement, so that our guys, our school players, can actually do what they do. And with this defense, the way they move, uh, I would expect a lot of blitzing. A lot of twists, uh, the same thing they've done with us for a number of years, the same thing we saw last year. Um, they're going to be – their defensive ends are always fast. They're always uh, well-trained, well-coached, and they're going to come off there and play really hard. They're really hard. So our guys need to be prepared for that. Um, I don't know if we do some play-action pass to get these guys off, but that comes off with a run establishing that. But uh, Brian definitely has his hands full with this one like he has all season. Um, I'm, I'm hoping the best for uh, this 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 offense that we have here. But when I look at the stats here, it's uh it's kind of daunting. I mean, we're for passing yards for the entire season. Where I think we're at uh, 1,241. When you look at Purdue's, they're 2,514. I mean, they're they're double our production just on um, yards alone. And when you get over to the TD side for passing, uh, I was looking at three or just total offense, they're looking at three for the season. Uh, Purdue has 18. So that's a 600% increase. I mean, that's a, that's a big, that's a big number. That's a big thing to overcome. You know, our, their starting receiver, their star receiver, Charlie Jones, he's at 840 yards with nine touchdowns. Ours is Sam Laporta. He's at 387 yards and he doesn't have any touchdowns. Now we, we are, really fighting a battle right now of you know, of attrition. Can we stick it out as long as we can so that our defense creates a turnover, get our offense going, and hopefully, you know, we've got um, – who's uh, – I'll run it back. He's starting – is LaShawn starting this week? Um, No, Gavin Williams is, is slated as the starter for this week's game. Um, Gavin is. Yeah, the um, – the um, updated uh, roster came out, and yes, Gavin Williams was followed by LaShawn Williams, followed by Caleb Johnson. What what happened to our 
I don't know what happened it, with Caleb Johnson. He was it, a rusher last hurt? week. No, I don't. I don't know. He was a leading okay. rusher last week, but uh, he's now, according to the game day roster, the depth chart, it is he's Caleb Johnson is third. Um, and those other two gentlemen, Gavin Williams first, Lashawn Williams second. Okay. All right. Um, we're new territory. We're, we're going to do a, the stable of running backs and just rotate them through that. Okay. That's, that's been Iowa's MO for a number of years now with uh, with the offensive line play. Just line up the next guy in the stable of backs and give him, give him an opportunity to run. We've seen a number of uh, backup running backs have career days throughout their throughout their Hawkeye career. So, you know, I, I don't know what the call is in terms of why it is that uh, he was moved back on the depth chart, but that's just what it is. Coach Ferentz is the one that's in charge of making those decisions as well as him getting paid the big bucks to do so. So we're here. Yeah. To, we're, we're the ones to hear and sit here and talk about it, which is weird. <laughs> um, so, Dave, what does it what does it take? I mean, we talked about that in terms of uh, what the production was, man. So, in terms of how these these two teams match up, um, the Hawks have a, a daunting task in front of them. There's no question about that. Yeah. Uh, defensively, huge matchup. Uh, huge matchup. Mm-hmm. Specifically because Purdue has historically done well against the Hawkeyes' uh, defense, particularly yeah. with their spread. Uh, I'm surprised to see as much rushing yards as I'm seeing for them, but um, they they seem to be trying to keep it more well balanced with the O'Connell slinging the ball around. So, key, give me two keys to the game and the the, uh, the final score. Uh, the keys of the game are going to be turnovers. Right, that that turnovers and you know, for our defense, that's going to be I should say for Iowa, that's going to be paramount because this offense is they're high octane, they're ready to rock and roll, and we need uh, some tips and overthrows. We need some pressures to get a turnover um, on defense so that we can give our offense an opportunity to go down and score. Right, we definitely need that, and then the other one's going to be our offense line play uh, on the offensive side. Right, getting that offensive line out there to actually hit these guys, actually uh, create some lanes for a running back and create a pocket for that for our quarterback. And it's still Spencer, right? These are still all right. I know we train running backs in, but we don't do that to the quarterbacks. It's all good. So we're looking at our offensive line play, making sure those guys grow up a little bit. I'm I'm hoping with the talent that they faced uh, the first part of the season, that uh, as they get into the later part of the season. Um, they have grown up a little bit or a lot, and they're going to be able to have their fits and handle these uh, pressures and defense linemen that are out there. What are you seeing? Um, I would say two keys to the game. Uh, I agree with you in terms of the offense, offensive line. Offense has to maintain drives. It's going to take the offensive line to take over the game to do so, uh, creating opportunities for the running backs, whoever's back in the backfield, taking the ball, taking the handoff. Uh, it's going to come down to those guys up front, obviously, uh, being dominant. That's going to be the key to the offense and being able to sustain drives. And then how does the Hawkeye defense match up? Uh, historically has not matched up very well against this Purdue offense. So how does uh, Phil take it and and, and tweak it and uh, take away some of their best players? Uh, he saw he got an opportunity to see Charlie Jones for a couple of years in practice. Now he has to face him. So how does he game plan? with a uh, top-notch receiver, the leading receiver in the conference, like you mentioned earlier. 
Uh, how does he game plan for him as well as all the playmakers that Purdue comes in, uh, comes into the game with. So with that, man, I think that uh, it's going to be a tough matchup. I'm going to give you 21-20 uh, in favor of the Hawks, but uh, it's going to be 21-20, huh? Gonna be a tough one. Yeah, I didn't give you my number, did I? Oh man, I gotta do that. Okay, uh, that's a good point. Oh, I'm gonna go 24. Um, ooh, yeah, I think we're looking at like a 24 35 in favor of. Um, uh, I would love to say the Hawks, but it looks like it's gonna be Purdue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's <laughs> it's just pain. Oh man, that hurts me to say. I can't do it. No, I take that back. No, 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 no. I take that back. 24-21. Iowa wins. We're gonna do that. Come on. All right. I know we're there's uh, Purdue 70% favors to win, but I I can't go against my hawks. It's kill I, it, it, I forget the numbers. I can't. Okay. Well, I, okay. Well, <laughs> I, don't mind, I don't mind taking the challenge. It is what it is. I feel 21-20 is the score, final score. Hawks come out with a dub. Um, Aiden O'Connell throws about three interceptions and the Hawkeye defense uh, does a tremendous job of holding them to one score in the matchup. So we'll see how it turns out. Uh, That's how I feel about the game. Uh, This has been a tremendous show. Appreciate you guys for joining us. Uh, You know, we'll see how this thing continues, man. We got four games left. I'm hoping that we can see these guys in the bowl game at the end of the season. You know, you know how that goes. So uh, for David Porter, I'm Colin Cole. I appreciate y'all for joining us. Um, Subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, God bless and go Hawks. Go Hawks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.